I would like to see us offer more technical education. I, I believe that not everyone is supposed to train as if they're going to college for engineering. I don't believe that everybody is to train in high school like they're going to college. I, I, I think that, you know, the people that can fix automobiles or fix heating and air units are widely successful. People that can plan and build homes and, and, and think outside of the box and do other things are more successful than people that just go and get a four-year degree in, in, in liberal arts. So I would, again, if the money wasn't an issue, I would find more alternative avenues for kids to pursue career choices that aren't just straight academics. Right. That's And that's been a, a, probably the most popular response. Now, you know, everybody says it a little differently, but the idea of providing more opportunity in other sort of pursuits, you know, whether that's an actual Votech style school or you just have the offerings or apprenticeships and whatever else, you know, and, and I, I think that's probably a big part of it too, because we think about engagement and, you know, you started off talking about the thing that makes your school great is that you have great kids. And a big part of that is that a lot of them have the benefit of coming from, uh, you know, relatively good homes that it's a, it's a wealthier area. They don't have a lot of other, not that everyone lives in a great situation. You know, I don't want to make that general statement, but the average student at your high school and really even the average student at mine isn't dealing with some of the other concerns that we know a lot of people deal with in other places. And so that it makes it a little easier to focus in on school and those long-term goals we could probably do more in terms of engaging all students by giving them some of those other opportunities, you know, and whether that is auto mechanic, HVAC, whatever, you know, there's, there's probably a lot more we could do there. And that's been a relatively common response to this question. I think there's a lot of people on the same page there. Well, you know, the the biggest thing is, is lifting the stigma from it. I don't know what it is, you know, everybody, everybody plays lip service to, oh yeah, more vocational education, more vocational education. But then when it comes time to send their kid down that path, they're like, oh, oh no, no, Johnny's, Johnny's going to college. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a challenging thing because we play, we pay a lot of lip service to it, but I don't think anybody ever really follows through on it because we're so worried about giving everybody this cookie cutter kind of education of this is what success is. Does that right. make sense? Yeah, no, and I, I, I try to I try to tell my students all the time, you know, and I'm telling this to kids who, again, do the lip service. They kind of nod and agree, but none of them are going to do it. I say, you know, a, a lot of you are working really hard to play the game of school well. You're trying to get the grades, as many APs as you can. You're all trying to compete for the same, you know, 30 spots to UVA or whatever it may be. And I said, the, the thing that you got to remember is that being great means taking a risk and it means you had to stand out at some point. And it currently looks like we have a lot of students whose motivations are to be really successful in that sort of upper middle class top, you know, the second, second quarter, second tier kind of thing. And I say, you know, you can't all take the same classes, get the same grades, go to the same university and expect that you're going to end up with different things or things that make you personally feel fulfilled. Mm -hmm. If you do what makes everyone else happy, all you're doing is making everyone else happy. But that's a hard thing to convince a 17 year old of. And you know, they, I want them to make their own decision. I don't want them to do what I'm telling them, but it's hard to convince them too, because when they go home, that's not necessarily what they're going to hear there. You know, you, you want to make yourself happy, then you need to start making some of these decisions that means as a school, maybe we need to provide some options. Yeah, it, it's the, the options are, are definitely a good start. But I, I just I, I know from interacting with kids, 
early in my teaching career when I was in Frederick County, I, I taught and, and was lucky enough to coach the kid who was a tremendous baseball player, um, had several college offers, but he didn't follow through with his baseball career at college because he hated school. Now, the difference in this kid and others is he was real with it and he just dropped out of college. Uh, but the kid started mowing lawns. And to make a long story short, that was about 16 years ago. He now owns one of the largest lawn companies in Northern Virginia, employs about 200 people and, and is wildly successful, probably more successful than some of my best and brightest AP Gov students in, in Loudoun County. So, you know, it, you know, not, not everybody's cut out for school. Um, and, yeah, and, so- and school isn't always necessary. That's, um, that's, a, it's a really good example. My, my favorite, probably my favorite job I've ever had that wasn't teaching was during the summers for two years of college. I did the winters. We did some work too, but I, I landscaped. And this guy, for his 16th birthday, he got like some lawnmowers. And that's what he wanted to do. So when he graduated from high school, he wasn't going to go to college. His parents wanted him to. They all went to college and stuff. They bought him an old GMC pickup truck and a trailer. And this guy was, he was probably running a half a million dollar a year business, you know, small business. Uh, when he was 26, 27, and I worked for him in college, when I was in college, and he's expanded out since. And he loved it. The guy made, he made, you know, triple the money that you or I make as a teacher, no student loan debt, he's outside all the time. Now, I mean, it's hard work. I'm not saying, you know, it's it's not, but I don't, I don't know how much school did for him specifically. You know, we don't necessarily do a lot for entrepreneurship, at least yeah. going down tr- traditional paths. You know, and that, and that really makes me think of something with the standardized testing. As we relax standardized testing, maybe that allows schools to focus on uh, your FBLA, your, you know, tech ed classes, your vocational. I, I think that's the future in education. I think opening up more opportunities for kids to explore that kind of entrepreneurship. Like, you know, I, I personally am fascinated by people who figure out how to make money. Um, you know, being somebody who's always been paid by the, the county government and a tax, you know, a tax being a person who doesn't know how to make money. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm so jealous of entrepreneurs. And so I really, you know, we need to be offering things to kids to allow them to explore that kind of that growth in themselves, you know, outside the bounds of, you know, the traditional prep to get into UVA. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. And, you know, and I, I made a post about this on Facebook yesterday. Um, where I think it was Dr. Oz was doing an interview with maybe like Sean Hannity or something. And, and it was, it was a clip without a lot of context. So, you know, you have to try to read into it, figure out what he meant, but he said, you know, he thinks one of the most important things for us to consider is reopening schools. Now that could mean an increase of two to 3% mortality rate, but schools offer this benefit. We need to get kids back to instruction and the rest. Now I think he means two to 3% overall in the long term, not specifically students in the building. That's still kind of a startling number. And my response was, I think a lot of people are overestimating the value of the last two months of a school year. <laughs> they don't know, do they? No. And, and I had, I had a couple of people, um, you know, friends or, you know, actually a couple of people I don't know who, who responded either publicly or sent me a message and said, do you really mean that? I said, well, kind of. I said, you don't realize how much the last two months of school goes into your state tests, your AP tests, the time you spend the last couple of weeks drilling to get ready for the test. And then all of a sudden it's field day, assembly, award ceremony, yeah. and you're done. I'm like, there is not a lot of new learning for the last two months of school in core classes that have standardized tests. Now, if we were to return to school... And we, I'm obviously, I don't want two to 3% of anybody to die, but if we thought it was safe, no, no, it wouldn't be worth it. But if we return to school 
and we didn't see a health risk and they didn't make us go back and do the tests. Oh man, we could do all kinds of cool stuff for the last two months of school. But I, I really don't think we do a lot. So when I hear somebody say our top priority is to get kids back in the building for the last two months, I think, man, you haven't been in the building for a long time, you know, cause that last two months is not what it once was maybe. Right. So, Hey, real quick, just, you mentioned the, the baseball thing. Um, I got two questions about that and we're going to wrap up here. The, do you think it would be fair or reasonable to allow kids credit? Like, should we be allowed to do athletics during the school day? Like the, the kids take PE and then they go to practice after school or they do a, you know, a lifting class, biology, whatever during the day. Like, do you think it would be reasonable to start rolling some extracurriculars into the school day? I think that would be fantastic. I, I've heard stories where that's done down in Texas and, and mm. other states where, you know, their last block would be their sport, which would count as their PE credit or however they worked it. I think that would be fantastic. You, you talk about wanting to alleviate pressure from kids. If they could work out with their sports team during their last block of the day rather than after school, think about how much time they get back to have dinner with their families, to read, to study you know, to, for, for their own mental health. I, I think it's a fantastic point. Like you talked about how much time we waste um, the last two months of the school year. Well, just think about our, our AB schedule. Think about the 90 minutes, whether your school does flex, I'm, I'm sure some principals are cringe to hear me say this, but whether you, your school does flex or study hall, you're talking about every other day, 90 minutes of sitting there, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. 90 yeah. minutes of sitting there that, I mean, that everybody's doing. Um, seniors get their early release, so they're out already. Um, I, I think it's a fantastic idea, Ryan. I, you know, I, I just don't know how the logistics would work or how the scheduling would work. I think it's maximizing their time. And, and as much focus as there is now on exercise and community and, and, and being involved, why wouldn't you give that block of time to, for a kid to go out and start baseball practice or basketball practice or whatever they're in? Yeah. Make it more accessible, more, more incentive to it. One of the things, you know, another idea with that is that I always say, and I do believe this, I think at least half of the most important things that we learn in school, we learn in the hallway, in the cafeteria, on the bus or at practice, whether that's band practice, baseball practice, you know, theater, whatever, like extracurriculars, hallway, cafeteria, bus is at least 50%, probably more, of the useful learning that actually occurs for most students in school. For Obviously, you can, you can disagree with me. like that, That's perfectly fine. But if, if I'm even close to right there, like for you as, as both a classroom teacher, as a, a coach, and as a father, what are the things that you think are, are important that students do need? Like what are, what, what's a kid getting out of baseball? if he's not going to go on to play baseball in college or beyond, like what are the values of those places for learning? You know, that's a great point. Like the reality is most people don't ever get to play professionally. And, and if you really look at the percentage of college scholarships, that's not worth it either. But what they learn from being on baseball, girls, basketball, lacrosse, whatever they do, it's commitment. It's commitment to making yourself better to help a team. 